you all up to? We're, we just thought we'd call and see how you're doing. What? We just thought we would call and see how you're doing. Oh, uh, hanging in, honey. That's about all I can do right now. So, you've been out for a walk today? Oh, uh, not really. Uh, we're just sitting out in the living room. And, uh, anyway, that's all we're doing. All right. Ask her to introduce herself and tell how everything is. Like, hi, my name is Gracie. Tell oh, her Bilal is doing something. Can you say, hi, my name is Gracia Milstead? Or, hi, my name is Gracie Milstead. Bilal wants to do some kind of project. So, I want to send, I want to tell uh, the whole world how you're doing, you know, just a message from your side to the young people in these times, okay? In the corona times. Don't look at me. No, no, it's no, no, it's audio. Voice. It's only audio. It's only voice. And all he wants to do is have you say, hello, my name's Gracie Milstead. And maybe a sentence or two about what it's yeah. like being in this virus environment. Because yeah. you're in the living home. You know, a lot of people are not hearing from people who are living in the senior living. So that's why I thought that I would just call my granny. You could be like, hi, I'm Gracie. I'm Blal's granny, right? And this is my message for the world. There we go. Okay. Hello. My name is Gracie Millstead. And I'm living in an assisted living. Oh, we can't go out and visit anyone, and no one can come in to visit us. It gets lonely, but at least we're safe with no viruses coming in. Granny, have you ever seen anything like this in your lifetime? Never, never. Hey everybody, it's week nine of connecting through isolation. I guess we could call it new normal time. Things that once felt surreal, like not seeing any friends or family, not commuting to work, not going to bars and restaurants, those are starting to feel normal. Well, leaving the house feels stranger. But all of this new daily life is only made possible by those who can't stay home. Workers on the front lines of this crisis, people who are just doing their job, providing for their families. Essential workers from nurses to grocery store clerks who did not sign up for this, but who are continuing to help our country run. We want to thank you today. I want to thank you for keeping us safe and fed and comfortable while you try to remain so yourselves. The theme this week is gratitude. This week, our 2233 contributors talk about who they admire and appreciate. From a long-distance call to a wise granny in Alabama, to a little boy who idolizes garbage trucks, to a Nigerian musician fighting for equality. If you would like to help in your community, I encourage you to reach out to charities who are helping in this time of need. Tip generously and look for ways that we can support each other. Stories this week from Baltimore, Pakistan, Alabama, Alexandria, Virginia, Nigeria, Bulgaria, and more. Next week, we're going to start running some of the 2233 shows we had lined up before the crisis started. More stories of inspiration at a time 
when they are needed most. But today, we're connecting through isolation. It's 22.33. Politicians, scientists and even celebrities all want us to practice social distancing. This is a recording for 22.33 and it's in the COVID crisis. Things are unpredictable. I think that people perhaps will be thinking that they are stuck at home. So we're asking everyone to be selfless for others. We're all in this together. We all have a voice. We all have a story to tell. Never have I ever seen anything to even compare with it. So what is your message to young people who are worried? Like, I know everybody's worried, but I just thought that I would ask you, like, what is your message to the young people around the world who are listening? Okay. All we know to do is follow the advice of the, uh, the doctors that know what they're doing and hope that they will soon find a cure for this virus that's going around now because, you know, if you get the flu, we know what to do for that, but this is something that we just have never experienced before, and young folks are being uh, stricken with it the same as older people. You have to be very careful, and please do what they ask you to do by washing your hands. Don't get too close. And if someone's coughing, don't dare get close to them. How's the, how's the morale in the assistant living? Like all of your friends, how, how are you guys talking about this? How are you guys, what, what is your feeling like? Well, most everyone just stays in their room they even serve our meals in our room. So we do get lonely, and we can come out and visit with other residents that are here. But we just hope and pray that they'll soon find a cure for it. What is the first thing you are going to do, let's say, when the virus is over? You're going to go to go have a beer outside? What are you going to do? No, I'm going to the beauty shop. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you look beautiful even right now, but I know you, you, you like, you miss that, huh? Oh, I do. And uh, all of the ladies here, they're looking forward to the day they can go back to the beauty shop <laughs> they aren't the only ones I will be happy too okay so how so are you enjoying all of us facetiming you instead of just a phone call oh I am honey. it's wonderful to oh good people that I can um, see their faces.
Plus, my name is Gracie Millstead, and I live in Sheffield, Alabama. I want to say hello to everyone who's in the same boat we are in. We just have to have patience and hope and pray that the doctors know what they're doing and will soon find a cure for us. Amen. 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 <laughs> Thank you, Granny. I hope wherever this goes you're safe your loved ones are safe you're able to talk to them you're able to spend time with them because isolation can get to you uh, but the company friends and family that's uh, what is what is keeping me going through this gracie milstead is my host grandmother she's 91 years old as i'm making this audio she has been she has been hospitalized she had uh, cancer last year and uh, she was able to successfully beat it but um, 48 hours ago she started feeling something again in her liver i do not know the specifics if i'm being honest uh, maybe i don't want to know because i just want her to get better get back so she can listen to her episode because she's a star and uh, her voice is going to 170 countries and i i think that would be a really proud moment for her and for my family uh sheila olum is my host mother she's a vice mayor for the city and uh, the reason i did uh, a lot of civil society work in my life in in pakistan because uh, i was inspired by uh, how she was running the campaign by herself my host father her husband uh, he passed away he disappeared actually uh, in early 90s his uh, he was a scientist uh, whose plane was uh, shot down by the rebels in Latin America and she had to go and talk to many people in uh, department of uh, justice and uh, defense and different agencies to to get to the bottom of uh, what happened um this is why this is why she is very mindful of my story and she has um, always been very supportive and her mother Sheila um, Sheila's mother Gracie is uh, Uh, she lives in uh, Sheffield, Alabama, and uh, I spend time with her. I talk to her, uh, and I'm I'm really making this. Uh, I'm really hoping by the time this episode airs, she she's uh, awake and she can listen to it. Thank you for the opportunity, and uh, do not hold back on your thank you, sorries, and love yous because uh, we are hoping for the best. We are preparing for the worst. but i i just believe that i'm 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 catching myself thinking about every friendship i ever had i'm thinking about how i am praying for everyone that i ever met and i will never ever take anything for granted i think uh, a happy hour can wait if i can send a message that would make somebody happy you know I have not celebrated Eid which is uh, for a global audience uh, Muslims uh, celebrate Eid which is like an equivalent of Christmas so it's coming up in few days I was supposed to be in home in Pakistan with my family 
for the first time in seven years a week before my flight the national lockdown happened i think everything happens for a reason i was able to do a lot of good work and connect a lot of good people from here to the communities that need help i was able to assist a lot of people in my neighborhood in america i'm uh, able to keep my granny company and my host mother company and uh, i miss my family but uh, i i just um i wish that everyone everyone just forgets about all their all their grudges and resentments and and arguments and just come together because that's that's what god is telling us you know that's that's the sign that i'm taking Bilal Khan has been a valuable partner to the 2233 podcast, connecting us with many inspiring people from around the world. Bilal originally came to the United States from Pakistan in 2009 as part of the Youth Exchange and Study, or YES, program. Earlier, we heard from his host mom, Sheila Olam, with whom Bilal is as close as ever. She lives in Herndon, Virginia. We also heard from her mother, Bilal's American granny, Gracie Milstead, who lives in Sheffield, Alabama. She's not feeling well these days, and the entire 2233 team is sending her our best wishes for a speedy recovery. An Ode to Essential Workers by Ben Abbott, two years old. Benjamin, do you see the mail truck? I'm going to go to the mail truck. Yeah, the mail truck. The mailwoman is delivering letters. The same truck. It's the same truck. We've seen it before. Here comes the mail. Here comes the mail truck. What color is the mail truck? It's white. What color stripes? Here comes the mailwoman. Hi. How are you Good. Ben loves the mail truck. Oh, yeah. Oh, the baby do. <laughs> Let's look inside the truck. Wow, look at all those boxes and packages and letters. Thank you so much for doing your job. Ben loves delivering letters in the mailbox. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Say bye, Ben. Bye-bye. Oh, I got a bye-bye. Oh, good job. Bye, mailwoman. Thank you, mailwoman. Can you say thank you, mailwoman? Thanks. Ben, what's your favorite truck? A mail truck. A mail truck? highlight of our weeks in quarantine, at least for Ben, has been the arrival of the garbage truck on Monday and Thursdays. When Ben was in daycare, he didn't get to see the garbage truck. So this has become part of our new routine, part of our new normal. My husband has the best view of the garbage truck. 
from his office. So it's his job to make sure that we don't miss it. And when we do get to see it, it's pretty much all Ben talks about for the rest of the day. Benjamin, do you see the garbage truck? Here, garbage truck, it's garbage. Yeah, they're picking up the garbage. Hi, garbage man, can you wave? Hi. Hi. It's on the garbage truck. Yeah, and then what happens once they put it on the garbage truck? Do they crush it? Crushing the garbage. They're crushing the garbage? Crushing the garbage truck. Oh, bye. Bye, we love you, garbage truck. Boop boops. Boop boops. Boop back up garbage truck. Do you love the garbage truck? <laughs> Benjamin, what's your favorite truck? Garbage truck. On behalf of myself and Ben, I just wanted to say thank you to all of the essential workers who are working so hard right now. Thank you. Yes, the water comes out of the fire hydrant. No, bottles clean all the hose. Yeah, and the hose comes from the fire truck. And now the firewoman can put out the fire. Let's water. Thanks, all welcome, Thanks, fire truck. You're welcome, fire truck. Collaboratory Deputy Samantha Filippo and her two-year-old son Ben have been regular contributors to the Connecting Through Isolation series, helping our listeners see the world of social distancing through a young boy's eyes. They checked in with us from Alexandria, Virginia. There's a quote that I like that um, I've always kind of been a fan of, and it's from Bruce Lee. Uh, and it's, it's be like water. Uh, when you pour water into a cup, it becomes the cup. And when you pour water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. And I've always kind of understood that to mean that you just need to be fluid in any situation and really learn to adapt and um, be malleable and, and be willing to do what it takes um, to adjust. And this certainly is, I feel like it's very appropriate for these times. Jesse Lovejoy is the director of STEAM Education in the San Francisco 49ers Museum, working on connecting sports and science technology. He was a sports diplomacy envoy last year, traveling to Fiji to teach young people about what he does. He reached out to us from Santa Clara, California. My mother is a nurse. She's working at a hospital in my hometown. I haven't seen her since the lockdown started. I talk to her every day over phone. Every time I ask her whether she's scared of it, she never is. She says that she's doing her duty, keeping her oath that she made when she joined the noble profession of nursing. Since she's old and has some pre-existing conditions, she belongs to the vulnerable group. The hospital administration recently asked her to retire. Well, she agreed. She's going to retire soon, but until then, she's still 
in the front line helping people during this global crisis. To me, she is my hero. Munif Khan is our correspondent in Dhaka, Bangladesh, and a frequent 2233 contributor. We wish he and his mother all the best. And our thoughts go out to the people in Bangladesh for strength and courage during this time of the super cyclone. As coordinator of the Americans with Disabilities Act 30th anniversary campaign at the State Department, I have had a pleasure to work with many of our inspirational alumni from all over the world. One person comes to my mind immediately. Musician, disability rights advocate and State Department alumna from Nigeria, Grace Jerry. Despite many obstacles and difficulties she has faced, Grace keeps inspiring and cheering up everyone around her. She composes songs to educate her community about health precautions and the importance of taking one's own responsibility. She promotes the rights of persons with disabilities and gives hope to everyone around her in this uneasy situation. As Grace sings, in challenging times, all we need is unity. It is time to embrace your ability.
Grace Jerry was a 2015 Mandela Washington Fellow. She's a music artist, disability rights advocate, and peace promoter in Nigeria. She uses music to highlight the important roles of persons with disabilities in development. Recognized as Nigeria's Miss Wheelchair National Queen, she's also the country's official spokesperson on disability in water, sanitation, and hygiene issues, working to ensure access for persons with disabilities. Grace uses the knowledge and experience she gained from her Mandela Washington Fellowship to deepen her advocacy efforts and end discrimination and violence against women with disabilities in Nigeria. Jan Woska is a foreign service officer from the Czech Republic. He's currently serving as a transatlantic diplomatic fellow here at the State Department's Bureau of Educational and Cultural Affairs, where he's been the coordinator of ECA's campaign to highlight the summer's 30th anniversary of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Back in Prague, he runs a civil society organization that promotes mutual understanding and integration for people from all around the world through soccer. My name is Ellen, and I live in Greenbelt, Maryland, about 16 miles from the White House. I'm 75 years old and have been hosting exchange students through YFU USA since 2000. In 1990, I met a woman from Latvia while I was working at a hotel in Washington, D.C. We corresponded for years, and then she told me she had a son who wanted to study in America. In 2000, he emailed me that he had found an organization in Riga, YFU, and that if I signed on with them, he could live at my house. I did that in October of 2000, and two weeks after that, I got a phone call from YFU asking if I would host a young man from Ecuador whose current host family had some kind of medical issue. Thinking that it was a few days before Thanksgiving and that after New Year's would probably be okay, I agreed. I asked when he would arrive and was told in two days. They did the interview on the way to the airport. If I had known that this would be the start of an almost lifelong passion, I doubt I would have believed it. As it is, I have hosted 35 or 40 students who lived with me full time and added another 40 or 50 maybe through short-term placements, family connections, kids for whom I had been area rep or yes coordinator or even simpler just adoption of friends and kids that I liked. Each and every one has been special and has enriched my vision of the world and encouraged me to share the things that I love and discover new and unexpected wonders. The current pandemic has me hoping and praying that the beloved members of this exceptional family are well and share my belief that this too shall pass. My first new son, Juan, was the perfect student for me. Funny, very smart, honorable, adorable, and fearless. His family embraced me as much as I embraced them and his addition to my family. My own grown children accepted him, as well as most of the kids who followed him easily and treated them like younger brothers and sisters, and included them in every event we had. My neighbors have also accepted my kids, have invited them to participate in some pretty wonderful experiences. They ask me every year where the next kid or kids are coming from. 
with almost no exceptions, my kids and their natural families enfolded me, and suddenly I was a member of a growing global family. As more kids and their families joined our group, the kids connected with each other and have brothers and sisters all over the world waiting to welcome them. I've been told that I'm doing a very nice or generous thing by hosting these kids. It's almost impossible for me to explain how much more I get out of the relationship than they do. I'm inspired by watching them grow and mature into remarkable people. I visit as many as I can and invite them to join me wherever that might be and love it when they go far out of their way to do so. Imagine a dinner in Amsterdam with eight people from seven countries. There are two sayings that I find inspirational. One was a favorite of my mother's. It is by William Watkinson, and it says, quote, It is better to light one candle than to curse the darkness, unquote. My own message to my kids is from A.A. A. Milne from Winnie the Pooh. It says, quote, Promise me you will always remember you are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think, unquote. Gotta love those words. Ellen Davis reached out to us from her home in Greenbelt, Maryland, a home that for the past two decades has welcomed nearly 100 exchange students from all around the world, primarily through the Youth for Understanding, or YFU, program. Now it's time for Quarantine Memes from Anna Maria. A snapshot of different people during quarantine. Friend one, I'm spending lockdown learning to bake. Friend two, I've taken up knitting. Friend three, I'm doing this mindful meditation. It's great for balancing your aura. Me, I've worked out the exact method of cooking melted cheese so it's really gooey, but still firm. Anyone else feel like they're on an airplane and all you do all day is eat snacks, watch movies you've already seen, and start drinking wine at 2 p.m.? Looking forward to Hallmark's holiday offering, A Very COVID Christmas, when a big city lawyer and a country candle maker accidentally meet when they go into the wrong Zoom meeting. Coming to a theaters near you. Yulkai Osman is a 2019-2020 participant on the Kennedy Luger Youth Exchange and Study, or YES, program. She is from Bulgaria and was hosted in Kent, Washington, where she attended the Washington State School for the Blind. We were so impressed with Yulkai that she was selected as the YES program Student of the Month for April. Ilkai was not afraid of anything and never let her disability hold her back. Not only did she try so many new things, but she excelled at them. While she arrived in the United States without knowing how to swim, she ultimately won a medal in a swimming race. 
Although she had never played on a goalball team, which is a sport similar to soccer and designed specifically for people with visual impairments, she became the first international exchange student at her school to be invited to the annual goalball tournament in Tacoma, Washington. Her team took bronze there. Though the pandemic prevented her from participating in activities in person, that did not stop her from fulfilling the goals of her exchange. To entertain other students in her area exchange cluster, she designed a series of activities for sighted kids to try doing blindfolded. The students enjoyed these blind challenge activities so much that they have been conducting them at home with their host families. She also spent time teaching her host sister Bulgarian and was learning to work with her host sister's dog, who was training to become a certified guide dog. These are just a few of the reasons that Ilkai was an inspiration to us, and we are so proud to share a bit of her story. My name, Nelly's Echo, is based off the premise that music is a two-way street. It's a give and it's a take. So my producer and I had planned to release an original song of ours called High Five For Me this summer. However, we decided to push the release of the song to much earlier. We wanted to make it meaningful for the times we currently live in. So we decided to make the song now to celebrate everyone, especially those people who are saving lives and keeping our economy alive. You know, people like the healthcare workers, people like the, the parent teachers and the volunteers. Obviously, due to the fear of um, spread and infection, we cannot give them a high five, but we can tell them to give themselves a high five for us. So it's a little play on the, on, the, on the phrase high five. So we made the song for the heroes of today. Everybody come on and give yourself a high five for me. You're feeling good to come on and give yourself a high five for me. All the world and give yourself a high five for me. Put your hand in the air and give yourself a high five for me. All the health care. Essential hard workers, volunteers, and parent teachers. Do me a favor and give yourself a high five for me. One day we'll be free of C O V I D. One day we'll be free of C O V I D. Everybody, come on and give yourself a high five for me. You're feeling good, come on and give yourself a high five for me. Nelly's Echo is the performing name for Nelson Imokpe. The name is based on the premise that music is a two-way street, a give and a take. Nelly's Echo Band has worked with the State Department's American Music Abroad program, traveling as U.S. musical ambassadors. For more information, you can check out nellysecho.com. Nelson reached out to us from Baltimore, Maryland. Twenty-two thirty-three is produced by the Collaboratory, an initiative within the U.S. State Department's Bureau of Educational and Cultural Affairs, better known as ECA. My name is Christopher Worst. I'm the director of the Collaboratory. Twenty-two thirty-three is named for Title Twenty-two, Chapter Thirty-three of the U.S. Code, the statute that created ECA. 
and our stories come from participants of U.S. government-funded international exchange programs. This week, we heard from 2233 friends, new and old, who were kind enough during these times of uncertainty to record themselves talking about what they're grateful for, what's inspiring them, and what they are feeling. Huge thanks to Bilal Khan, Sheila Olam, Gracie Milstead, Munif Khan, Jesse Lovejoy, Grace Jerry, Jan Woska, Ellen Davis, Nellie's Echo, Ilkay Osman, Ana Maria Sinatine, Samantha Filippo, and Benjamin Abbott. And listeners, we would love to hear what your thoughts and inspirations are, what you're grateful for in these times. Could be a story, a poem, or a song, whatever you're feeling. Please send your audio to us at 2233 at state.gov. You can always find more information about the podcast at our webpage at eca.state.gov 2233. And of course, you should follow us on Instagram at 2233 underscore stories. And remember to tune in to our Instagram conversations with 2233 participants each Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Special thanks to everybody for mobilizing to send audio on such short notice. The 2233 team working from various locations was instrumental in the making of this podcast. Thanks to Kate Furby, Anna Maria Sinatine, Samantha Filippo, Edward Stewart, Desiree Williamson, and Niles Cole. Kate Furby helped with the script and designs our awesome graphics. Anna Maria Sinatine scours the web for the highest quality quarantine memes, and Samantha Filippo and her son Ben share their world with us. Bilal Khan and Munif Khan, who are unrelated, by the way, one from Pakistan, one from Bangladesh, have been key partners in this series, and we thank them. Thanks to Richard Steigner for his quarantine memes song, which we love. Very special thanks to Grace Jerry also for her song, Take Responsibility, and to Nellie's Echo for the High Five song. Other music included Algea Trio and Filing Away by Blue Dot Sessions, Blue Spring by Ramsey Lewis, and Chipper Dan by Poddington Bear. And the end credit music is Two Pianos by Tagir Lius. Until next time, stay healthy, everybody. Everybody come on.